News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Would you give me the coat off your back? I'm not asking for it. I'm asking for another coat that you're not wearing. One you're not wearing anymore. Uh, or if you want to go buy a new coat and then put it in one of the barrels uh, we're doing with Charlotte Mechanical. we got barrels all over the place. We're doing a coat drive uh, for uh, for local folks. 704coatdrive.com is the website. Uh, you can actually do a monetary donation there as well to benefit the Salvation Army of Greater Charlotte, which is a great organization. Um, and uh, you can also find the closest collection barrel to you at any given moment, wherever you may be sitting or standing, um, and then you can go drop off the coat off of your back or a different coat. That's fine, too. But we're looking for new coats or like new coats. Okay, so don't give us like that ratty old nasty coat. Just turn it into a work coat. Use it in the yard. 704coatdrive.com. Thank you. We appreciate it. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Monica, I have apparently just, uh, yeah, sorry about that. I did not mean to trigger some PTSD with the discussion of the uh, uh, the cafeteria food at the schools from 30 years ago. Veg all. Yuck, I still have flashbacks when I see it. Okay, I don't even know what veg all is. What's veg all? Veg all? Yeah, I don't. I've told this story before over the years, but um, my the rule growing up in my house was the first time you complain about what mom made you for lunch is the last time mom makes you lunch. <laughs> and nobody ever told me that rule. And this may come as a surprise to a lot of people listening, but I have been known to register a complaint or two in my life. <laughs> it does happen every now and again. Sometimes just, and so I think the first time I may have mentioned that I wasn't satisfied with the, uh, with the food that was prepared for me may have been somewhere around the second day of first grade, maybe <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and so I was brown bagging it, uh, for my entire life, basically. Um, and don't even get me started on the, uh, the cereal, uh, Gitmo torture uh, techniques, but uh, the so my my food, my lunch, when I would remember to make it was essentially, uh, you know, two slices of white bread, a slice of American cheese, some mayo, and if we had it, a slice of or a leaf of the uh, iceberg lettuce, and that was lunch for basically twelve years. Well, I shouldn't say that because by the time I got to twelfth grade. I had a part-time job, and so then I had some money, and then I found out you can buy food. I was like, oh, my gosh. And that's when I was introduced to pastrami. And then I got introduced to, like, another, like, 20 pounds that I carried for the rest of my life. But I'm losing it with Ph.D. Weight Loss and Nutrition. I'll tell you about that later. Also later, we've got Governor Cooper. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, we're we're going to listen to him. Sort of mystery science theater style. He's got his COVID briefing. He's doing it at 2 o'clock. So we're going to dip into it. We're going to jip it. We're going to join it in progress. J-I-P, join in progress. It's a it's an industry term. And so we'll join that in progress. And, uh, oh, yeah, well, a good time will be had by all. So I apologize for all of the folks who like to follow my live tweets uh, during his COVID briefings. Because he usually does these things at 3. So I'm able to, like, I get off the air, I jump into the newsroom back there, and then I just 
live tweet as I've done every single news briefing that he has done since the beginning of the pandemic. So we'll do that at two o'clock. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I got an email here from Jack uh, after yesterday's program. He listened, by the way, I, sh- I forget to keep mentioning this, but um, Jack, I got this email from him uh, yesterday evening, I guess, or afternoon. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon. And uh, he was listening, I guess on the podcast. So we do post the podcast so you can go uh, to WBT.com. You can get it that way. You can also look for it on every major podcasting platform and every, I think, have we, have you already done the first hour? Is it up already? already? He's doing it right now. See, so that's how fast or not Ryan, (laughs) (laughs) Ryan will post the, the podcast. So when we do the first hour, Ryan goes through and he just takes the content. So he's essentially distilling down the the very best that I have to offer in in every hour. And uh, and it's not much. Uh, it's the best I can muster. But he puts it all together in four segments, puts it together, uh, and uh, boom. Then you, there you go. You got like 32-minute podcast. It goes up. And so you can listen to the podcast at any old time, forever and ever, on any of the major podcasting platforms. So Jack sends me this email. He says, Pete, frequent listener, rarely have time to call in. Don't live in Charlotte. <laughs> I, I use Odyssey. That's the uh, is that what that, that's what Entercom became, right? Yeah, yeah. Odyssey, A U D A C Y. It's it was radio.com. So this is one of their pla- it's a, a podcasting platform. So he listens online. He listens live. Odyssey is the platform. He says regarding your show about K twelve education, uh, missing from your show beyond what and how school age children are being taught. I didn't hear any mention of what they're not learning. Uh, I read lots of job applications these days where kids can't. But by the way, that's a great idea for um, uh, for a uh, Halloween costume. If you really want to scare people, go as a job application. Okay, uh, so these kids, they come in uh, 18 to 25. They can't write. They can't form a paragraph. If you call them in for an interview, they're unable to speak well. For the few that I find that are hireable, many have no real work ethic. I've hired kids that have never swept a floor, and when you hand them a broom, they look at you like you were from outer space. They don't understand money or banking or thrift or basic etiquette. They are unable to relate value to inventory, and now they think they're entitled to $15 an hour. When both parents are working because they have to, or maybe the parent is single, or maybe the guardian is a grandparent, et cetera, et cetera, then a great deal of the burden for this falls upon the public school system, and the school system needs more interested uh, seems more interested in teaching them about social tolerance, fairness, equality, gender, race, and now this prejudiced view of history. They learn nothing about how to prosper once they graduate. It's almost as if that's by design. But why would they do that? I can tell you where systemic racism and especially institutional classism can be found in America. It's firmly embedded in the halls of American academia. It's mostly white liberal, and they're teaching these kids, especially black kids, to be dependent on government. I see it every day. It doesn't get more racist than that. That is from Jack, listening up in Virginia. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, Jack, during this difficult time of your election. Um, Here's some good news, though. North Carolina's self-described teachers union uh, appears to be waning in influence. That's, That's good news. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a second. 
Monica just sent me a picture of vegel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Seven in one mixed vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. America's favorite since 1926. You would think the can would expire after like a hundred years on the shelf like that. Veg all original. So this is the peas, the the like the the square carrots or the rectangular shaped carrots, the lima beans, corn. What are those white pieces? Is that hearts of palm in there? What is that? That's not hearts of palm. What is that? One of the white pieces inside the veg all. I don't even know. Is that like tofu or something? All right, so Joseph says that Vegol makes for very realistic fake vomit. Good to know. Thank you. Uh, also, he says um, that he never consumed much media from WRAL until I started bringing them up. What a loathsome propaganda outfit that is. But I do have fun bashing them on the Twitter machine. Well, really, and that's what it is about, Joseph. So, yes, welcome. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Sometimes, you know, we take the cheap shots. We do. I fully acknowledge it. Um, let me see here. What else? Oh, so I looked up vegel because I could not determine what this. I mean, look, it's just veggies. I'm not bashing vegel. I remember it. I wasn't a fan as a kid, but I wasn't a fan of a lot of vegetables when I was a kid. Um, but I do like most of them that are in here. So it is a um, it's a delicious blend of seven different vegetables and a great way to save time and add valuable nutrients to your meal. So uh, they come in a variety of sizes. The one Monica sent me a picture of was a six-pound can. So in case you need to get a lot of your vegetables in, six pounds. Oh, no, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the industrial size, right? Um. The institutional size. Veg all seven in one mixed vegetables. Water, number one ingredient, because it's a can of vegetables. Okay. Then it's carrots, potatoes. That's the white. They're all cut into like these uh, rectangles, these like cube rectangle things. Um, so potatoes is the white one that I could not decipher. I thought it was parts of palm, whatever, but it's not. It's a potato and like Brian Stelter and celery. Sweet peas, green beans, corn, lima beans, and calcium chloride. It's what all kids need. It has helped to maintain firmness. Um, so there you go. I do remember these things. It's just mixed vegetables, and you would get it as a side. It was always, you know, uh, on the tray, right? In the, in the tray, on the side. What do they even charge for, for these school, uh, school lunches now? Well, how many school lunches do you get? Because you get like the breakfast now. I remember when they added breakfast to our high school. Oh my gosh, happy days! Because I would, I never ate breakfast. I never ate breakfast, and I already told you about what I was doing for lunch. So, like, I never ate breakfast. So they started adding um, breakfast, and you could go in and for like a buck ten, I think is what it was. You could get a bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll sandwich. I had never, like, I, I, like, I'm not sure I ever actually even tasted bacon until my teenage years. No, I take it back. I take it back because we would go on family vacations and we would always stop at, if we were going down, like, we would drive down south from up on Long Island. We would drive down south and we would hit uh, what was referred to by my parents as a, quote, smorgasbord. That's what they call it. It's a buffet. All right. It's just, it's a buffet. But, uh. 
smorgasbord. And so it's the only time we would ever go to a buffet is when we were like traveling because we, you know, they had four kids. And so they would just like hit some motel and next door to some, you know, like a Howard Johnson's or something. And like, Hey, here we go. Buffet, get what you want. And that's the only time like link sausage and bacon. Never had I ever had any of these uh, breakfast meats before. And that was it. It was the only time I could, you know, if we went on vacation, I could get it there. But we never went out for breakfast or anything. That It just didn't, those were different times, you know, it was just different times. Um, and so, uh, yeah, my breakfast, uh, it was described by a listener years ago as uh, essentially Gitmo that uh, I had to suffer through, which was skim milk. That's all we got from the milkman. We had a milkman. He would deliver skim milk. And if we drank, see, so there was a whole bunch of skim milk, because at the time we thought skim milk is better for you, and it's really not. And it's gray water, and I hate skim milk to this day. I hate it, okay? But if we got all, because they would come in these glass bottles, and but if we could drink through all that skim milk before the milkman returned, because he would come like once a week or once every 10 days, whatever it was, if we could get through all the bottles of the skim milk, mom would have to buy whole milk at the store because skim milk wasn't for sale. They you just didn't find it really at the grocery store. So she would buy the whole milk or because dad always had one bottle of the whole milk for his coffee and his cereal. And if we could drink through our skim, then we could drink his whole milk and then mom would buy the whole milk because it had to be for dad and for all of us. So that was our mission. And we would like choke down skim milk right by the gallon <laughs> in order to get to the whole milk. And you would have to mix the skim milk in with the cereal that we got. Now the cereals, we were, there were two cereals, cornflakes and Cheerios or the store brand of those two versions. Right. But at, back in the day, like that's what it was, Cheerios and cornflakes. And if you went shopping with mom, you could pick out the special cereal. Now, if nobody went shopping with mom, there was no special cereal. So you had to pick one, and it had to mix well with the Cheerios or the the cornflakes because you could do half and half. Because with four kids, you got one box, and it would not last if everybody had a full bowl of the special cereal. So if you got, like, Frosted Flakes, for example, well, you would mix that with the cornflakes, half and half. That's what we were supposed to do. I still have theories to this day that my brother did not abide those rules because he got up earlier than everybody else because his school started first. But I just know that the special cereal always got depleted very, very rapidly when he ate first. Yeah, so this was the cross I had to bear. Uh, To this day, I don't... Actually, I take it back. I do like the cereal that I get from PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. I do like that. And, and that's the thing. When I got to college and I had to eat cereal on occasion, but they also had the smorgasbord um, that I could totally take advantage of at the, uh, at the college. I mean, I put on a ton of weight, freshman like 50. And, um, but the cereal, when I had it with whole milk again, it was like I actually enjoy like Cheerios with whole milk. It's very good. It was the skim milk I learned all these years later. It was the skim milk that destroyed the breakfast. So, yeah, I would not eat breakfast. And then for lunch, it was like some sandwich. And then when I realized, like, when I started working, 
these little part-time jobs and stuff. And then I could bring the money to school and I could get the school lunches. I could buy the school lunches. Oh, I mean, that just, I mean, it was great for like a year. And then we just would go out because then I got the car and like we'd go out and get Taco Bell. So screw the lunch menu. All right, Brett. Hello, Brett. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having my call. Yeah, sure. What's up? So, yeah, back in the 70s, uh, my mom would buy skim milk, but also buy powdered milk. Oh. And she would add the powdered milk to the skim milk to thicken it up. That's, that's, your mother loved you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> she, could, she could stretch a penny. And speaking uh, yeah. of stretching pennies, so in the pre-breakfast days uh, in elementary school, we had a, uh, a break between getting to school and going to lunch, or it was a m- milk break. And we could go to the lunchroom and get a half pint carton of white or chocolate milk for four cents. Oh my gosh! So we, yeah, I and remember. By, and by the time I, by the time I got to sixth grade, it had gone up to six cents. Yeah. Oh, there's the year inflation, uh, and that's I kind of feel like that. Christy and I went out to dinner the other night. And I'm looking at the bill, and I'm like, I am now going to sound like every old person I have ever heard speak about this. Like, this is insane. Going out to dinner now costs you know a hundred and twenty dollars or something, and it, uh, it just, that's just nuts. And um, but yes, yeah, I remember the the little were they pints or half pints or whatever of milk, and um, they would take our order. I remember that from like kindergarten or first grade. You'd have to give them your order if you wanted the the um, the milk ahead of time before we went down to the cafeteria, and then they would have them all on like a tray for each class. And uh, right. they were twenty five cents for white and like twenty six for chocolate. <laughs> twenty five cents, yeah. And, and, and now, if you go to uh, IHOP or Waffle House or any anywhere to get uh, to get a breakfast meal, you get a glass of milk and it's two fifty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Brett. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, skim uh, enjoy milk. your show. All right, thanks, man. Uh, I will say, skim milk is straight from the pit of hell. It, it is. Uh, there's no reason for skim milk at all. I mean, look, th- did you just hear that horror story? Brett is, uh, Brett just told, he's, they're stretching, or they're, well, yes, stretching the penny, but adding powdered milk to skim milk in order to make it more like milk. Because it is terrible. It's just, ter- it is gray water. Gray water. And people are like, Pete, no, no, it's not gray water. Gray water is an actual thing. Gray water is like uh, uh, shower water, for example. Like, sh- like, I'm not kidding. Like, that's the term shower for gray water. Uh, in, uh, and I learned this, by the way, when Charlotte was going through the big drought about a decade ago. And they were like, you know, put a bucket in the bathtub when you turn the water on, when you're heating up the shower so you can catch that water and then use it out in the garden or something. Right. Pour it down to your your garden. Because uh, we weren't allowed to irrigate anything. You weren't allowed to use any kind of external water on any of your lawn or plants or anything like that. And so they said, use this water. And then it was like, well, we can't do that because that's, quote, gray water. And that's the term for it in the biz, like in the in the water industry, gray water. And when I found that out, I was like, well, that totally does describe skim milk perfectly. That's It is actually, yeah, that is skim milk. Um, Monica says, I never liked green beans or the lima beans also the uniformity of the chunks really freaks me out that's not how vegetables look in nature it 
All right. Well, if that's going to be the standard, Monica, then you're not going to eat a lot of things. Okay. And frankly, and look, this is, I get this. Like I, I love the taste of peaches, but I hate peaches. That doesn't make sense, Pete. It does. It's the fuzz. I, I, I'm not going to do it. There's just something instinctively wrong about eating fuzzy food. Right? That's fuzz indicates that thing is going to kill you. That's what that fuzz tells you. It says if you eat this thing, it's probably going to sp- it's going to jab its little fuzzy spikes up into your mouth where it releases the poison or it's spoiled. That's what that fuzz says. So I don't eat, I, I, I don't like the peaches. Now, if you can skin the peach and chop it up, dice it up, throw it in a can of sugar syrup, then I'm all in. That's great. Totally fine with that. Until I hit the gristle part, like, because they don't chop out, they don't, you know, clean the pit side of it uh, well enough. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, I'm out. Peas. I like the taste of peas. I'll eat peas all day, put it into a soup format, and I'm out. Um, it's just, I have texture issues. It looks like a bowl of boogers and snot. I'm not going to do it. Um, so yes, it's, uh, and by the way, I realize now it is one forty. This is after the lunch hour. I, I am hoping not to ruin everyone's appetite. What is this? What? All right. Ah, uh, yeah. Frank. Yes. Hello, Frank. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. Pete, yeah. Uh, in school, we used to bring a dime on Monday morning yeah. and we'd get milk for every day that week and we would get a little jar of milk it was really neat it looked like a little you know jar of milk like a mason jar well no it was kind of skinny it's really cute you can buy them if you find them in you know garage sales or whatever uh, back in the day but um it was two cents we'd bring the dime in and it was only two cents and you'd peel the top off it was right below detroit it was called twin pines the milk place and it was two cents. Yeah, so it's so. a glass. So it's like a glass bottle with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with the protruding lip and then probably like a foil wrapper for a lid. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And That's the bottle. Those are the bottles that we had, except they were. Uh, I guess they were. They were tall. There. I guess they were the size. What's the size of the tall cardboard cartons? Is that? A, that's not a pint. Is it a no? What is that? Oh, quart. Is that, is a, that quart? a quart? Yeah, I guess yeah. it's a quart. Not the big yeah. fat, not the big fat cardboard ones, but like yeah. the the thin ones, the tall thin ones. But, and, but I remember that was neat, and uh, I found a couple in some kind of old building one time, and I kept them. But uh, yeah, I remember to, uh, bringing the dime. My mom would give me a dime. She said, "Don't lose this. I'd give it to the teacher." Mm-hmm. And every day we would get one. What did you do with the extra eight cents? No, we, we'd give her that, and every day we would get a. Uh, oh. We'd have to give it to them on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay for your whole week. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because, I mean, you knew, you like, the old trick there was, like, you would tell, like, you could hit up Dad. Because Dad didn't know that the price of the lunch was 90 cents. <laughs> so if you went to Dad and we were like, yeah, it's two bucks. And Dad would give you two bucks. Because Dad didn't know. <laughs> that, was the, that was the scam. Yeah. All right. Frank, thanks, man. I appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, that was the, that was always the racket. <clears throat> Until, of course, I you know started working part-time, and then I could afford my own Taco Bell. <laughs> now it all makes sense. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's the end of the Scooby-Doo episode, and I've just ripped the mask off of the guy's head. Interesting. Email from Karen to Pete at thepetecalendershow.com. Hey, Pete. 
Hey, Karen. Uh, we went to Winthrop together. I worked at the Charlotte Observer in the newsroom for years and then in the magazine division. I don't know how you do it, Pete. I guess I just did not have the Constitution <laughs> for how incredibly liberal everyone at the Observer was, especially in the newsroom. And they weren't even open for healthy debate in a lot of cases. I ended up in the, and that's, that's what kills me. Like, that's where you're supposed to have these discussions, these debates. You're supposed to hash out this, you know, these uh, news stories and issues. You're supposed to have these discussions. But my goodness, I couldn't even imagine working in a newsroom where, like, you've got you to worry about triggering anybody for anything. You just wouldn't say anything, right? Um, do, 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 do. They weren't even open for healthy debate in a lot of cases. I ended up in the nonprofit sector and absolutely love it. I am your, but I am your cheerleader standing behind you or alongside you in many cases as you try to have healthy debate and eschew bias. So glad you're back in Charlotte, Karen. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I just, well, it's one of the things like I would have. Very healthy discussions, let's say, in every news operation that I worked in. I couldn't imagine working around people where you don't have these debates and discussions because how do you know what the issue is? Like, how do you not know you have a blind spot? Like, that's why it's called a blind spot. You don't know that it's there. And so how do you know that you have a blind spot Unless you have a discussion with somebody that you disagree with. With whom you disagree. Yes, yes. Okay. Dean, welcome to the show. Hello, Dean. How are you? What's up? Good. What's How are you on? doing? Good. You got some uh, thoughts on skim milk and cereal? You know what? I, I'm amazed. I, I have been married to my wife for, gosh, almost 50 years, and, and I already know more about your food taste than I've ever known about hers that's actually really care cared to know yeah that's not the dunk on me really that you think that might be it's actually oh, okay. yeah no no it's kind of that's that, that that you don't know that about your wife well i didn't i wouldn't i'm gonna have to ask her about skim milk i don't know I, yeah no i mean it's good to know what your wife likes i mean that's okay. just good i mean i'm just you know just as is a general rule you know Mm-hmm. yeah is it all right to divert to another subject for a second of equally, probably, you know, equally important? I don't think that's more. possible to find a subject that's equally as important. Okay. Well, it was something I heard on your news broadcast. Okay. And it was about the passport. And it was uh, quite the headline that they've added. Um, now you don't have to do, There's they've added another category. There's male, female, and then you can put an X in there. Yeah, yeah. They've added a third category. I find that to be incredibly discriminatory. What do you think? Well, I, I just thought if you can just... I thought passports were to identify people, and if you can now use an X instead of male or female, instead of adding that, why didn't they just do away with that whole category? Mm. Wouldn't that made more sense? Well, uh, so uh, first off, I think you need to be disabused of the idea that we're trying to do things that make sense. So once you abandon logic and like the Western and, uh, you know, like the, these concepts of the enlightenment of rationality, mm -hmm. once you abandon that, then the chaos makes sense. 
Okay, so you're being kind and you're telling me I'm overthinking it. Is that what it is? No, I'm saying that it's. Com- no, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. It's. Com- I, I'm, it's completely irrational, illogical, chaotic, silly, stupid. Absolutely. But also, like, if I, like, and that's why I said, like, I find it incredibly discriminatory because, uh, you know, if you're just saying it's X, what if I don't identify as X? Like, that's the absurdity of this position that they've adopted because they're caving to people who like, and I say this often, you're never going to be woke enough, right. For, for the elect, for the, for these, these folks who are uh, putting upon us, their ever changing rules for society in an attempt to put us off balance for their control. That's it. That's what this this is about. So they get to write the, the rules. They get to dictate the terms of the discourse and, Woe unto him or her or she or Zay or whatever um, that that can't follow along with the ever changing rules quickly enough. I, I I just can't imagine what an X could possibly mean. It just means I identify with something else. And, right, but, but you're I'm not going to tell you. No, right, it's 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 in everything else. It's for people who uh, are self-identifying as you know not wanting to go along with the science of there being too. Uh, two sexes. Uh, Right. Now, I mean, and obviously, like, you can now use this to your advantage if you are intent on uh, nefarious acts, right? Like, I mean, think about it. Um, In today's day and age, everybody wearing masks all the time. So now I get Mm -hmm. to wear a mask, so I get to conceal what my face looks like, and I get to conceal what my gender is in the official document so now you don't know who I am and whether that document I'm I'm presenting actually is me or not. And if you want to add in, there's also like sort of a religious component here as well uh, for certain religions that mask up or cover their entire bodies, for example. Uh, you're now entering an area where you can't identify the person with the document. It's chaos. That, that That's the point. And that all that does is allow for... Uh, bad actors to take advantage of the chaotic rules. Okay, I, I think I followed all that. So, okay. so you're you're subject to all of that, or you're not subject to any of that until you're rich. Then you're just subject to everything. So I guess. Wait, what? Um, what? Who said the rich? What? What about well, the rich? Well, I, I mean, they want to track all your deposits and your other stuff, but yeah, um, if you don't have any money, you can probably get away with anything. Well, I don't know. Like they're looking to track. Like everything, and at first they were talking like six hundred bucks. Anybody over anybody with more than six hundred dollars, they were looking to track. I think Joe Manchin may have gotten that uh, uh, that idea killed. Effectively, we shall see. Um, but it's not. It, it wasn't something to target rich people. If you think rich people were, I mean, think about the absurdity of that, though. Right? Yeah. We're going. We're going to monitor people's bank accounts to track them on six hundred dollars and above, and that's somehow a way. To, to catch billionaires? Like, please. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. Is that really more important than skim milk and cereal? Uh, not really so sure. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Dean. I appreciate it. All right, news is next. And uh, the governor doing one of his COVID briefings. Looking forward to that. We'll join it in progress after the news.